identified that the government was spying on. Right up until Trump's inauguration. Right up until that. You you know, we yes, they, the, the Obama administration was literally trying to get anything they could on Trump to stop him. You do realize that, right? They spy, they, they wiretap Paul Manafort to Trump Tower. Where is the outrage on that? Now you have this. This. And we'll get into the details on that. Uh, unmasking at such a rapid pace in the final months of the Obama administration, she averaged more than one request every working day in 2016. Sought information in the days leading up to Trump's inauguration. Oh, man. Um, U.N. ambassador? Really? The U.N. ambassador. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and, and by the way, there was all this lying. Nobody really wanted to talk about this. And, oh, it's just, it's just ridiculous. So, anyway, three things I think you need to know. I'm, I'm not shocked, but it's sad. I mean, I'm shocked, but I'm not shocked that, again, you have... The Obama administration caught red-handed, literally spying on people, wiretapping them, listening to conversations, uh, and it's all just a hope that the, you know they somehow talk to Trump and Trump says something dumb, which obviously didn't happen. So this whole Russia thing, go away. But I mean, this is happening all over the place. If a Republican would have done this, it'd be the lead story everywhere. They'd be talking about it nonstop. It's amazing how the media talked nonstop for nine months about fictitious Russia Trump stuff. Nine months every day. They had, it was literally nothing. We even have people on CNN admitting we're only doing this for ratings. We have nothing there. We have the audio. We played it. And this is actually something. And they're acting like it's nothing. The story about nothing. It's, it's like the Seinfeld. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, but you know, the free market should speak and uh, we just don't watch. But I, I don't even know. Is that even good enough anymore? Oh, is that even so. good? I, I don't even know what to do. I got to be honest. I don't even know what to do. Um, so uh, we'll get uh, more into that. Uh, but I, I love this story uh, about uh, Governor Doug Ducey because th- this is a, exactly what is wrong with everything in politics. Why people hate it. They hate it. You remember when Nancy Pelosi said this about uh, Obamacare, right? But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Well, that doesn't really make a lot of sense now, does it? But now this is happening on the Republican side. What is going on? What is happening with this? Um... This story from Capital Media Services, Governor Doug Ducey, no matter the Arizona numbers, fallout repeal is better than the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, which is Obamacare. I love some of the statements in here. You ready, you ready for this? Uh, go, this is the story. Governor Doug Ducey is defending his support for the latest bid to repeal Obamacare, although he has no idea how much federal aid it would cost the state and how many Arizonans might lose health care. Which, listen, I don't want any state, I don't want federal-run health care, state-run health care, I don't want any of that stuff. They screw it up. They're not good at anything. And it's nothing personal. It's just true. What if they came in? What if some lawmaker came in or some bureaucrat or whatever tried to tell you how to do your job? It's it. Uh. So you got to love this. Ducey said yesterday his staff is analyzing the potential effects of this Graham-Cassidy bill on access, which is our state Medicaid program. So they're analyzing it. He has no idea about anything, but he's like, I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's great. He said, quote, the numbers are important, but he remains convinced that what comes next will be better than the existing Obamacare, he told reporters, even without yet knowing the effect on the state and its residents. Obamacare is a failure. It's time for it to go. He apparently didn't want to answer a question about whether he could guarantee the, that none of the 400,000 people who've been added to the Medicaid uh, roles here in Arizona, which is called access again, um, 
would again find themselves without health insurance. You know what's crazy? Everybody's caring about them, them, them. What about the people that had health insurance and it's gone? They couldn't afford it. What about it, it, it's literally unaffordable for everybody else, but all the media and all the Dems and all these fools, all they care about are the people when they grew the idea. You you know, if you made a certain amount of money, you could qualify for access. And they expanded that. Now if you make X plus five, then you then you qualify for access. Nobody's caring about uh, the people that are, uh, you know, middle middle class Americans that all of a sudden saw their eight hundred dollar a month premiums go to eighteen hundred dollars. And why are they caring about that? And that happened to cover the cost of the other people. This is a mess. And you know what nobody's talking about? Buying health insurance across state lines to really get costs down because that'll create more competition. Nobody's talking about that. It, all they're talking about is taking literally all the money uh, that the, the federal government gives out or, and they supply people through Obamacare exchanges and whatever else. Uh, and then just giving block grants based on whatever whatever they think people will qualify for, whatever a state thinks they'll qualify for. They get the federal government, can you give us this money? And, they, and the federal government wants to basically stop. They want to c- do some cuts and it'll cost, you know, cut hundreds of billions of dollars which it should, by the way. I mean, I, the government is not there to give you health care. The government is there to build a freaking wall on the border, and they're complaining about that. The government's there to make sure that bad people don't come in the country. And they, oh, no, 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 no. Don't do that. But it just cracks me up that you have these these guys like, you know, Ducey and the rest, they're doing just, just what Pelosi did. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it's it. It's just so stupid. He already said he loves it, and yet he said, quote, well, I haven't seen the final bill, end quote. <laughs> he endorsed it. Well, I haven't seen the final bill, but I know it's going to be great. Oh, I, okay. I got a phone call from President Trump, and he said, yeah, it's going to be great. Of course, the Hospital Association, you're going to love these stories. The, the Arizona Hospital Association is against this because they think we're going to lose all this money. Yeah, you want to know why they're against it? Because they were getting uh, a bunch of bills paid for by taxpayers, and that money's going to go away. That's why. That's why they're, I mean... So the thing that's frustrating is you sit back and say, well, what the hell's the answer? And unfortunately, nobody really knows what the heck is in this bill. Nobody has any clue as to what is in this bill. So it's frustrating to try to talk about it because nobody's an expert. All you hear is uh, uh, just trumped up statements on both sides. You know, uh, this, you know this is the last. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. It probably is a last chance, which is what sucks. Uh, at stopping socialized medicine, because if this doesn't go through, look, Obamacare is failing and it's going to fail. Uh, I have a story in the prep, or I saw a story, uh, pre- non-Obamacare health insurance rates. The average family, it's going up 3%. So everybody's health insurance costs are going up to make up for the paying for everybody else, which sucks, man. It sucks. Enough is enough with this, but whatever. It's... <sighs> You know, it's just frustrating. I talked about this with Ryan yesterday. I'm like, you know, I think people want to know, but at the same time, they don't want to know because they're just over this. They're just over it. They're sitting back saying, you know, why why can't we get a straight answer? Why can't people be honest? And, the, and what really is frustrating is these clowns had seven years. These, these adults, these Republicans in Congress had 70, seven years. Vote for us. We'll fix it. We know exactly what to do. And they had no idea what the hell to do. No clue. They voted to repeal Obamacare because they knew Obama would never sign it. Trump gets in there and they're afraid to vote for it. The the straight up repeal. Rand Paul's the only one with any brains on this. The only one. Is something better than nothing? Yes, exactly. Is something better than nothing? I I don't. You know, nothing is pretty appealing. No, but Obamacare sucked. But then when it goes away, what's going to happen? I mean, it. Back uh, to the free market? And that's what I, you know, but the thing is, it could go away, but 
the, the important thing is to get rid of the taxes. I mean, it, if all of a sudden there's no plans offered, that's fine. But there's still a law that says we got to pay all these ridiculous taxes, medical device tax. You, there's taxes out the wazoo. It's a giant tax increase to try to cover the cost of everybody else that can't afford it, apparently. But then again, it's like, you know what, at some point, I, I know you think things are unaffordable and stuff like that. And the way to drive down the cost to make it affordable is to sell it across state lines, make it more of an open competition. That's what you need. And the complete opposite is what's going on right now. So it's just frustrating as hell. Do I know what's in this freaking thing? Now, all I know is they're going to, by 2026, I think the federal government's going to cut off like all monies going to the states for their Medicaid, which, you know what, fine. If a state, like we have access why should we get money from the federal government from other states? If Arizona wants this, if Arizonans want to pay for other people's health care, let, let's put it to a vote. If, if people in Arizona are like, you know what, yes, I want to vote in Arizona. We'll have state-run health care here in Arizona. Like they tried with Romney Care in Massachusetts. That was a complete failure. If they're idiots, just like they did with the stupid uh, minimum wage increase. They're, you want to vote for this? All right, you want to vote for this. All right? Uh, so you have... You have people that want to vote for it. And then you know what? You got to be honest. All right. You want, it feels good to have give everybody health care, right? Guess what? It's going to cost you, <laughs> you know, five times as much to pay for your own health insurance now. You want, you want to do it? You want to do it? That's not going to be said. You know, that's not going to be said. Something's got to be said. Because I'm, 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 I'm just helping over, Arizona. Yeah. I'm just over people trying to demonize people like me and you because we don't want to sit here and, and get gouged and pay for other people's health care all the time. And it's not just pain. I mean, this. It's not making things better. It's making things worse. Ask the doctors. Of course, don't ask Matt Hines. Of course, he's clueless as hell. He, that's why he wants to be a state <laughs> but he's lawmaker. A doctor. Yeah, I know. That for, and, and Randall Freeze, that, that guy. <laughs> Another one. Genius. Real genius. Uh, let me tell you, it's not making it better because when it comes to renewing our plan every year, and my wife is trying to talk to me about these things, the glazed eyes. Yeah, I know. I know. Hey. I know. It's, and it's, she's like, don't you care? You know, you do, but it's just it's just frustrating and boring because you feel like you really have no choice. You really have no choice. I'm anyway. like, just pick the one where you can afford and try not to get sick. Boys, don't break your arms. Exactly. Don't tell me you need any surgery. <laughs> Give you a little tussin. You hurt, you hurt your arm? Put some tussin on it. Exactly. Uh, Chris, and rub uh, some dirt on Chris it. Chris Rock had that thing. Everything got tussin. <laughs> you got to cut on your knee, pour a little tussin on it. Call it a day. 622. So that's... I'm just frustrated at that. But that's, that's one of the big giant stories. Apparently McConnell's going to have a vote on this next week. And blah, 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 blah. blah. By the way, 710 this morning. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, and I'm saying this so early. So I just want you to know that if you're, I can't listen. I'm out in the car. You're at work. Go to KNST.com and listen. Or download the iHeartRadio app. It's free. Listen. Find KNST on there. The latest thing that someone is offended by and why, and you have never heard such stupidity in your life. Try me. No, this might be the dumbest. And we've heard some pretty dumb things, but this might be the dumbest. And I, w- I was like, wait, what? Like, this person needs to not be able to procreate. It's that bad. Not only not procreate, I don't even think converse with other humans. Like, I think this person should be locked up in their own padded room for the good of society. That's why I could never run for office. I'd be a dictator. I would be. I know the lady, the Iraqi immigrant lady in here, and I get it. But, I, you know, people that bother me, I would, I would do that. I wouldn't kill them. I would just put them by themselves. Because I don't want them to deal with any... It is the most incredible thing you're going to hear for a long, long time. That's all I'm going to say about that. For a long, long time. 
Uh, I want you to hear, by the way, there's there's a big boxing match going on here in Tucson. And uh, you got to love this. Guess who apparently is going to get 500 free tickets? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, boy. It's coming up. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 792, Sons, most stimulating talk. Living talk. Uh-huh. 631. Thank you for hanging out. Mid-90s again today for the high. Loving it. Loving it. We're in the sweet spot right now. We're get we're getting there. We're getting there. When we drive in, it's there, it's there. It's a sweet spot. It's like we're 60 getting degrees. There. Yeah, I know. It's it's pretty good. I'm digging it. No. Oh, stop it. All right, real quick. I want you to play uh, Paul Sakala, number 79. He is uh, a sports guy with KVOA here in town. And he, in- he interviewed a guy named Oscar Valdez. Apparently, he's a boxing champ. I don't follow boxing. Boxing champ. And he was born in Nogales, raised in Tucson. Um, and apparently, he's giving a whole bunch of free tickets to DACA recipients. Because why not, right? Just, just But listen to Sakala first. Here we go. Bob Arum and Top Rank are giving out 500 free tickets to DACA participants or Dreamers here in the Tucson area. Pause it. Some- hey, Paul, DACA and Dreamer are two different freaking things. Hey, how dumb is this stupid media? DACA recipients are 800,000 people. Dreamers, they like to think, are pretty much all illegal aliens. They're not the same. Stupid media. Let's continue. Something that hits home for Oscar Valdez, who grew up on both sides of the border, Tucson, Arizona, and Nogales, Sonora. Valdez tells me he has multiple family members affected by potential termination of the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or DACA. So they're illegal aliens. It's different when you see it in TV and when I love you, the music. you just hear about it. You might That's look away and not pay attention to it when, it when you hear stuff like DACA or immigration problems. But when it affects your family members, your illegal. loved ones, your... Your own, your own people you, you grew up with, as you know, they're great people. You know, they, they oh, have yeah. not done nothing bad. Nothing there, bad. There's a great danger of them being deported well, to, uh, to a country where they've never lived before. Mm. And it's kind of scary. It is very scary for them. And it's scary for, for our family members, for our loved ones, because they got their whole lives here. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, uh, try going to the boxing match at the TCC where this is happening. And uh, go in there and say, I don't have a ticket. I don't, I don't have documentation. Let me in. I'm a human. Let me in. Oh, you're... What about the... Oh, the border? You mean me trying to get through security? The wall that's there? Oh. Oh, it's okay now. Oh, okay. Sorry, sir. Being human only works on the U of A. Yeah. (laughs) And for that stuff. Dude, I'm... You have to buy a ticket. What a joke, man. What a joke. 633 on KNST AM 790. Uh, There's more. Speaking of that, you got to hear the latest uh, dingbat thing that Nancy Pelosi said. Uh, that she's encouraging people to break the law. We'll get to that. Uh, and, oh, there's just, there's, so we have climate change stuff we have to do. There's so much we need to get to. Don't you go anywhere. Right now, the latest from Fox on Canada State. It's 42. Thank you for hanging out on this. Um, it's Thursday, and it's sunny, and it's nice. Mid-90s for a high. Going to even cool down even more by the weekend. Should be in the 80s, which is sweet. Three things I think you need to know. Number one. Uh, there's a big push going on, big push going on to pass this latest Obamacare repeal and replace, and they're, they're the end of the world, of course. This is the, this is the last thing. This might be it. Because we, this is, you know, until September 30th, we only need 51 votes. Nobody knows what the hell John McCain's going to do. Does he even know what he's going to do? I don't, I don't think he'll do anything to try to get the president a win, to be honest with you. Governor Doug Ducey backs it despite not knowing the cost or really what's in it, but he said he supports it, which is what you want in a politician. Way to go. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Apparently, there's going to be a vote next week. They don't have the votes yet, but there's a vote next week. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, and this is actually a really big one, uh, Samantha Power, Obama's U.N. ambassador, 
right? Uh, apparently, she was unmasking people, meaning identifying the government was spying on people, didn't have warrants for it, but she would use her power to say, I need to know who that person is. Private citizens with no actual reason to be spied on or unmasked, identified. She said, I need to do that. She did it at such a rapid pace in the final months of the Obama administration. She averaged more than one request every working day in 2016, right up until the president's inauguration. All of a sudden, talking about it. This is a scandal, and yet the media is like, well, <laughs> it, it, it means Trump was right, so we don't want to deal with that. And that. I mean, are you freaking kidding me right now? Third thing I think you need to know, when it, came, when it comes to DACA, apparently the DACA denial rate now doubling under the Trumpster, which apparently is what it needs to be because there's all kinds of... Fr- we even have the soundbite. We, we've played him in the past. Matt O'Brien got and investigated this. He said that this whole, this whole system was just riddled with fraud, riddled with fraud. Uh, okay, just, just yeah, play that one. Here's Matt O'Brien on our show. There were people with ties to terror. There were people with gang affiliations. Mm-hmm. There were people with criminal records. Yep. Uh, the whole program was just a giant funnel for fraud. Yep. Yep. And then what was the one? Uh, the White House gave them order to stay. Yeah, yeah. Because apparently they were. Uh, just go ahead and play that one from that. That's correct. I mean, it was a clear attempt to achieve an amnesty by executive fiat. And if yep. you look at the statistics for the approvals, there were about eight hundred thousand applications total, and there was about an eighty-eight to eighty-nine percent approval rate. That's shocking. You don't get that in any other immigration program. Nope. Nope. Three things I think you need to know. Now, what about these uh, these people? Uh, Crazy Nancy Pelosi. Crazy Nancy! How does he not come up with a nickname for Nancy Pelosi? I don't get it. Anyway, uh, she was speaking to the media. And, okay, one, let's do 80 first. This is, I'm, I'm telling you, that's why it's not just DACA and Dream. DACA is DACA. Specific, specific guidelines. You had to be... Here, before you were 16 years old, you, you couldn't be, uh, you had to be born after, uh, like, June something, 15, 1981. All these, and then there's dreamers, which they consider pretty much all legal aliens to be dreamers. Yet you have dolts like that Paul Sakala at KVOA here locally and the rest of the media, and the devs, they're purposely uh, trying to make it as if there's no difference between DACA recipients and dreamers. And there's a huge difference. Anyway, you'll hear it's not just about the 800,000 DACA recipients. They want something bigger. Listen to Nancy Pelosi. So uh, the DREAM Act has been a priority. We think it is a good first step. It is a priority. Uh, Some people are saying, well, if you pass that, then what about other undocumented? Well, comprehensive immigration reform is important. We think this is a good first step. Mm. And we do want to protect the families. Oh, we protect the families. This is a good first step. Yeah, we get the DACA people uh, given the clearance to be here. And then we go on to the next group. And then the next group. And eventually everybody's allowed to stay. That's the plan. Shall we go back to the dreamers that were hanging out with Nancy? Oh, when they were the yelling at her? chanting at her? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Right. Oh, yeah, go ahead. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't know. You are a liar. You are a liar. Oh, we, and there's, we'll get to... Eat your porridge. I have another... We'll get to add for one more Nancy soundbite. We have a lawmaker, an, another real winner, Janine Shaheen who gave her explanation as to why or how those illegal alien younger people, late teens, early 20s, who knows, how they got there and took over Nancy's press conference. It's one for the record. We'll do that after. I want to play the next Nancy thing, though. This is Nancy Pelosi saying that breaking the law is good. This, Oh, yeah, number 81. Breaking the law is good. Listen to this. Uh, uh, how we want to advance and protect the dreamers 
until we can pass the bill and that protecting their families is, of course, the logical next step. Their families did a great thing for our country, bringing these kids here. Great thing. Who are working, who are in the military, who are in school, who are a, a, a brilliant part of our future. Brilliant part. Brilliant. They did a great thing. Listen, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an American lawmaker, and I'm, I'm saying it's a great thing that these people broke the law. It's a great thing. That actually just happened. Uh, this is so pathetic that, that she is out there. She got yelled at, demonized, called a liar. And yet she's still praising these people because they, they want voters. They want voters so badly, so badly. When did this become okay in America for a lawmaker to say, coming over our border illegally is a great thing. It's fantastic. It's, it's a sad day in this country when this is accepted and this is okay. And it's not viewed as, what are you, nuts? I mean, you look at going back, I mean, 20 years Bill Clinton talked about illegal immigration being a giant problem. Go back 11 years. Barack Obama talked about illegal immigration when he was a senator being a huge problem. And they all voted for the Secure Fence Act. They wanted the wall. And all of a sudden, all these years later, you know you know why? You know why this is happening? My estimation, at least. As bad, as dopey as the Republicans are, and they're, they're pretty stupid. The Democrats are in such dire straits. I think they realize they lost so many voters to Trump this past election they are doing whatever they can to try to get people to vote for them because they see there's, there's really no way, despite how dumb the Republicans are, there's really no way that Democrats could ever get back into power unless all of a sudden they go full crazy and, and just create new voters. Because Americans have caught on, of all Republican, Democrat, you name it, independent, and said, man, these globalist lawmakers on both sides of the aisle have really screwed us over. Our wages haven't gone up, our jobs have disappeared, and they've gotten rich and we haven't. So now they're you know, they're looking for a whole new voter base. There's there's a way to get to get back. They go back to being honest. I don't think it's gonna happen. Not with these, I, not I, with this group. I agree. Not with this group. But you're right. The only guy that was honest is the guy that actually won the election. He there said it go. like it was. I know. We're not stupid. One more on that. Uh Janine Shaheen, though. Let's play the Janine Shaheen sound bites. Uh this is it's it's number seventy, I believe. I believe it's number uh, 71. 71 oh, let, let, let's let's actually do oh, 69 first. See that d- come on. Let's do I, the soundbite number six. Let's play the number soundbite 69. Janine Shaheen, a uh, I think she's a New Hampshire senator. We're again real rocket scientist here. Uh first on what she says about the dreamers. Again, confusing dreamers and DACA. They're illegal aliens. Here we go. Listen. Uh, oh, you got to get up the volume uh-huh. on, Ryan. I'm training. No training. Dreamers, young people across this country are frustrated because they came to the country through no fault of their own. They no were fault. brought by parents. Oh, yeah. They want to contribute to this country. They want to go to college. Mm. They want to join the military. They, they want to get they? jobs and be Americans, which is do what they? they are. That's This is the only country oh, most are. of them but, have but ever she's known. Trying to okay. Uh, do that because she's at the, 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 I think it's a CNN, it's Alza Camerata from CNN's asking her. You know, what about these these young people taking over this stuff? First off, again, the dropout rate for DACA recipients is 21.9% versus 5.9% nationally. So they don't want to be, they don't want to be in school. Uh, it is a very small, this is all from a, a pro-DACA Harvard professor that came out with these studies. Uh, they don't want that. How many are in the military? 900.1%. A tenth of a percent are in the military. They don't want to jo- How do you know they want to join the military? All these and they don't call them illegal aliens, DACA, dreamers, this that, mhm. They don't even call them undocumented anymore cuz they don't want that don't don't call them that. Shh, it's branding. 
And then, so yeah, Alison Camerata, I know I'm right. So I said, Alison Camerata was like, why do you think they took over Pelosi? What, what, just listen to this. Here we go. Again, I'm just confused about why they're holding Nancy Pelosi at fault here. Do they not like that she's working with the president to do this? Listen, you'll have to ask them. Who knows who's stirring up um, but you this know about kind them. of oh, listen. animosity? What listen. we know about the Russians and their interference in the 2016 elections what? is that they tried to increase divisions within this country. Uh, we saw it again in Charlottesville. So what? we don't know what's behind this, but what we do know is that we need to take action to protect the dreamers the to allow them to stay in America. Okay, let's talk about what's happening today I, at the UN. And I and I, and I, I wanted Ryan to leave that in there because I wanted, you know, to hear, you hear anchor. How could the anchor say, are you, how could she not say, are you actually blaming the Russians for somehow telling these people to get up there and yell liar at Nancy Pelosi? Give me a hard follow-up question. I mean, I, 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 wow. What? Yep. All right, uh, there's more. We have so much more. Finally, a study that you might be okay with. It involves women and sex. We'll get to that. Uh, 710 this morning. You have to, I'm telling you, if you get out of your car, go to KNST.com, down the free iHeartRadio app, find KNST on there. You need to hear it. Uh, one of the craziest stories you'll ever hear, the latest thing that offended someone. Uh, she saw something. It's a store you know. A woman saw a product, and it offended her. You're going to hear this and go, this is the dumbest. It's unbelievable. It's coming up. KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Uh, Colleen, uh, that's that's about uh, an hour or so south of Waco. Sounds like Atwater in California. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Okay. Is it just cows so, and No, and no, no. no. Dude, what? It's what Fort, it? Fort Hood's there, dude. Fort Hood's there in so Colleen. That's like Atwater then. No, Fort Hood is huge. Huge. You never heard of these places. There's something wrong with you. I haven't heard of Colleen. Killeen. Oh, Killeen. Colleen. Colleen. I, I live there. Central Texas. I know a Colleen. Uh-huh. And then, and Colleen, but listen, Fort Hood, that's where Major Nadal Hassan decided to shoot a whole bunch of people. That's right. At Fort Hood. And yell, Allahu Akbar. Yet it wasn't terrorism. They, no. Obama called it workplace violence. They classified as workplace violence. And the guy screams, Allahu Akbar. And he actually did, side note, he did uh, actual demonstrations. He was, I think, a psychologist or something, some army doctor. And uh, he actually, his thing said he needed to kill the infidels. Yeah, he told everybody. And they still kept him in the military. Still kept him anyway. Uh, so apparently there's a Hobby Lobby. You've been to Hobby Lobby, right? Yeah. Would you ever think cotton is offensive? There's a woman named Danielle Ryder who was shopping at Hobby Lobby. And she's black. And she walks by raw cotton. Decorative. Decorative cotton. So my, it's still on stick. Yes. And my wife actually had bought, has bought some of this. I'll get to that later. Put in jars, that kind of stuff. Yeah. She looks at it and says, oh, wow, this is bad. This is bad. I'm not making up this stuff. You think I are, but I'm not, I'm not making up this stuff. She went, she deleted the Facebook post, but apparently it's still going. She was offended that there was, that Hobby Lobby was selling cotton on stems. She went on the Facebook page. I swear you can't make up this stuff. She wrote on the Facebook page for Hobby Lobby, this decor is wrong on so many levels. There is nothing decorative about raw cotton, a commodity which was gained at the expense of African-American slaves. A little sensitivity goes a long way. Please remove this decor. Well, now I'm offended. Why? Because... My dad picked cotton when he was a kid. He's not African-American. Your dad appropriated the culture of some people. He had no right to do that. But 
But just like white guys can't make burritos, you can't make matzo ball soup. You can't jump. That's just a fact. All right. <laughs> she actually wrote this. This nitwit actually wrote this and doesn't think she's wrong. As a matter of fact, she's so dumb, she went to the local media, the local NBC affiliate down there in Waco, Texas. KCEN Television. <laughs> I have this story on my page at KNST.com, and I'll put it on my Facebook page. Like and follow it, please. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. I, you know, some people, you just sit back and say, how dumb can you be? Out of all the stories about things being offended, this, this, number 73, she explains to the TV reporter why cotton on a stick offended her. Here we go. Cotton controversy in Colleen. Mm-hmm. This picture posted by Colleen resident Danielle Ryder after she visited the city's Hobby Lobby. The caption reading, this decor is wrong on so many levels. There is nothing decorative about raw cotton, a commodity which was gained at the expense of African-American slaves. A little sensitivity goes a long way. Just a little bit. Please remove this decor. Mm. In a sit-down interview today, she explains why she's offended. It doesn't represent a decoration to me. It represents a time of oppression for my people. Wow. Wow. Hang on. We'll find... She's stupid as a stick is what she is. All right. Um, cotton on a stick. dumb as a rock. I yeah. Guess. Cotton on a stick. Stupid as a stick. That cotton is actually smarter than her. And this, she's, look, I'm going to get out there. Now, if she has a job, what do you think? If she, if you're like, I employ that woman. This is really bad. <laughs> this is really bad. I mean, there's so many. I, oh, you're the, you're the crazy person that was offended by cotton on a stick. I can't imagine what kind of trouble you're going to cause for me. I'm not going to hire you. I mean, you're that, you're that, you're beyond stupid. Oh, it's more. Number 74. Let's hear the next thing from uh, this genius. Here we go. I was not trying to be divisive. If I was trying to be divisive, I would have said something to the effect of talking about the world, talking about race relations, talking about an individual. I am a consumer talking to a retailer, and all I said was I found something offensive. Oh, wow. I mean, there are corporations and companies that that literally fear letter writers and complainers, and they'll kowtow to them because they're just dumb. Can you imagine Hobby Lobby seeing this going, can you believe this one? Again, you think this is fake. This is not a fake story. This lady shopping at Hobby Lobby and is offended by seeing cotton on a stick. Reminds me of slavery. Probably made in China now, but anyway. um, 75. Uh, here are some Hobby Lobby shoppers actually reacting to the story, and I couldn't believe what I heard. Here we go. I actually bought a cotton today to put into a floral arrangement. Um, there's just so much going on in the world that... The race war, we really need to put that aside. To me, there is symbolism with cotton. And so you can't take it to you can't take it to a slight offense. A slight you know, really? when you think about the things that people have gone through. I mean, are you okay, okay, the first lady was white, the second lady was black. Race war. I mean there are no black people left today that were slaves. And I can you know, and everybody should be able to talk about this stuff openly and freely. Should I get offended every time I see uh, something in the shape of a pyramid at a store? I'm Jewish. Should I? This is so beyond. Why? Why? And I know there are black people that are like, oh, my God, this is so stupid. This is. Uh, Number 76. It's getting a bit out of hand. Listen, listen to this. 
Ryder says she is open to people having a difference of opinion, but claims she's being attacked, saying people are calling her the N-word and says she's received death threats. If you really want the country to heal, then you need to be mindful of how you speak. Words have power. It's no longer um, about the raw cotton. The cotton is off the shelf and racism remains there. It's not off the shelf. They're still selling it. So words have power. I mean, nobody should call the N-word. Nobody should, nobody should threaten to kill her or hurt her or anything. That's just, that's, that's, that's awful. But words do have power. You actually think that what you said is okay. And you don't think it's that bad. Words have, oh man. Um, and it gets even better. Number 77. It's not just Hobby Lobby. Let's get all the cotton out. Here we go. According to Hobby Lobby's website, the cotton vase is being sold for 15 bucks with the caption, Go Natural in Your Decor Theme, with hints of the great outdoors. Mm. The craft store also sells cotton wreaths, and so does well-known shopping destinations Magnolia Market and ah. Kirkland's. I wasn't aware that they had it. If they had raw cotton, I think they should take it off the shelves, too. It's not decorative. On, how do you? Th- My wife bought raw cotton Magnolia Market. Do you know what that is? That's the Fixer Upper Show. On HGTV, Magnolia Market. My wife actually went on their website and ordered that and has it uh, in a decorative thing above our bed on the wall. Never once did I sit back and think, man, people are going to be offended by that. This is like slavery. She wants it all gone. I'm wondering, does she walk into a a store that sells T-shirts and socks and think, oh, this is just wrong. This is just wrong. This is awful. This is terrible. Does she walk to somebody on the street? What's that shirt made out of? Is that a cotton shirt? Pima cotton. Is that is that a cotton? Yeah, exactly. Pima is, cotton is a thing. Yep. Is that cotton? You racist. Is she going to just push for polyester everything? Is that what she's going to do? Polyester. polyester Back to the and, 70s. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Polyester. <laughs> no I need mean, to iron. How dumb can we, is she, Does she not <laughs> clean her ears with Q-tips? Q-tips. Rocks. rocks. We use rocks. Q-tips. There's. It's a stick. With cotton on the end of it. Oh, that's Is that Q? offensive? <laughs> it's not Q yeah. on a stick? So if you cut yourself and it's bad enough, do you not reach for a gauze pad? You don't. What did you get right here? It is all racist. It is all racist. Hospitals are racist by actually treating <laughs> wounds with bandages. I, Egyptian I, cotton. Should, should you yeah. be? Uh, should you be like you know even more offended by yeah, that? Yeah, it's, it's cotton shaped in a pyramid. You damn right I am. No, it's nice and fine <laughs> and, and well, well textured. Well, listen, in Miranda they grow cotton. Yes, you were talking about that in Miranda. Should, Pima, Pima cotton. It's yes, called Pima exactly. cotton. Should, should they? But in Miranda they grow. So should people not be able to grow cotton? Is that offensive too? When it's should if people take a picture, they see a picture of it. Does it trigger them? Do they get mad? I don't want to mm-hmm. see it. It reminds us. It reminds me what happened hundreds of years ago. I mean, you can't get more dumb than this. And I'm and she's so stupid, she continues to talk to the media. This is what's wrong with the education system and, and procreation for certain people. Bob Barker would say she needs to be spayed and neutered. We can't have this kind of stupid going on in this world. We just can't do it. 880-KNST, 880-5678. There's one more we'll play when we get back. And if you have, I don't even know what you can say. We'll get your reaction. But this is maybe the dumbest thing you've ever heard i didn't i didn't let you down like this story <laughs> is so this is a real person this is a real person that thinks this is normal like, that's why i could never do tv or be a reporter or anything because you know god bless that reporter who's sitting there actually uh, you know two feet from her in a chair asking her questions and how do you not say are you stupid like do you even know what you're saying like do you get that? granted i would i would have said 
If someone wears a t-shirt, that's a normal question. If somebody wears a cotton t-shirt, is that racist? Well, you know, it's not on stick. So? So it's not on stick. I Scarecrows offend me. If that if the clothes is made out of cotton I, and listen, it's a stick, it's stick just, man. It's just insane. It's oh, just insane. We're called 720. <laughs> I know. We'll get to them. I love it. And we have one more soundbite to play. Does she regret what she did? Lately, <laughs> <laughs> you hear it. It's coming up in five KNST. AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 727, thank you for hanging out. Again, you know what? I'm, I'm about to put that story, the video, everything on my page at facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it, and you can comment. Oh, yeah, we were talking about things during the break. How about the Cotton Bowl? By the way, mid-90s for a high today. Cotton Bowl. Gone. How offensive is that? That's Gotta been around go. for years. I mean, it, it, this latest girl's offended by all that stuff. The Cotton Bowl. Uh, you can go on and on and on. I, I, Ryan's telling me there used to be, or is there still Miss Cotton, Arizona? Yeah. We used to, uh, she used to work at the, uh, here at the radio station. Miss Cotton, Arizona. Back, back in the day. Is there still a Miss Cotton, Arizona pageant? I believe so. I, yes. Yes is my answer. I don't want to believe Yes anything. is my fake news. There it is. Right fake there. News. So it's a Facebook page. Miss Cotton pageant, 2017. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's not many people interested <laughs> in that page, but that's in Alabama. That's in Alabama. That's not in Arizona. Uh, yeah, so this is just craziness, isn't it? All right, let's play the last one real fast, Ryan. There's there's more we got to get to. Uh, number 79. Number 79. Does she regret what she did, this genius? This smart, smart, smart person. I mean, this you, you can't make up this stuff. Stupid is a stupid is cotton on a stick. Uh, all right, let's play. Here we go. Danielle Ryder. Ryder says she doesn't regret her post and hopes a spokesperson with Hobby Lobby will reach out to her soon. Mm. So I'm still going to be happy, and I'm still going to make a change in the world. <laughs> Stop wearing cotton, then. Stop. Take it all off. Take it all off. Uh, oh, I don't know. Well, not in front of me. Yeah, not in front you. of me. Okay. Not. No, no, I mean, like, put something else on. That's but, like, but yeah, She's going to make a change in the world. Again, she wants someone from Hobby Lobby to contact. You know what, Hobby Lobby? They're laughing. Thank you for the free pub laughing their butts off at this. This, this is awesome. I want to go home now. Because I don't think it gets any better. I actually do have some other things that are that are really good too, of course. But is there a correlation between the Confederate statues being torn down yeah, and now I know, this? I know. There, people are calling me saying that. Every, I know. I knew. I knew that was going to happen. It doesn't stop there, right? Because those, of course, Confederate people had black people. They they had them uh, picking cotton, right? Amongst other things, but people still think the Civil War is all about slavery. Yes. The North put crazy tariffs on goods like cotton and other things produced in the South. It was like, and they were mad about that. The North was getting rich and the South wasn't getting, you gotta, you're hitting us with tariffs for our own products. That's why they went to war with states' rights. Federal government can't tell us what to do. That's why they went to war. God, people are just, eh. This is what happens when, uh, when again, uh, education is, is just not there. Not there. Uh, 880-KNST, 880-5678. There's always more. And we'll get your reaction to this, and I'm putting this up on my Facebook page. It's already, on my, already up at KNST.com. Don't forget cotton candy, they're saying now. Because that's, that's on a big stick. That's right. <laughs> it is on a stick. I forgot about that. Cotton. I mean, what else are we forgetting? You have socks, you have underwear, you have shirts, you have, I mean. 90s? No. Those are made depends. out of Depends. Made out of lace? Depends. Silk? I don't know. No. Silk's not cotton, but... What's next? What's next? Cottonseed oil? I've never even heard of that. 
Why are you, why are you looking at me surprised? I've never heard of cottonseed oil. Uh, you know. That's your smart. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. This She's going to change the world. She's going to make everybody else feel much smarter. Much smarter. Yeah. Uh-huh. What what uh, what offends you? Anyway, uh, I have more. Matter of fact, there's one coming up. Uh, do you think it's fair? We'll stick with this for a little bit longer. Not with this, but a similar topic. Um, do you think it's fair to make certain people pay more for a product than others? Right? Like, based on their skin color. Based on their gender. Is that fair? Is that okay? It's happening. I'll explain. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, but of course, it's not racist. 732, I'll get to that in about six minutes. Right now, here's the latest on KNST from Fox. Happy about it as well. Thank you, 740. You. I know. Three things that I think you need to know. Uh, and by the way, I've gotten a uh, trucker Dan sent me a great tweet that uh, former Phoenix Suns coach Cotton Fitzsimmons has a name that must offend people, at least this girl. And he's dead, so he'll have to go back somehow and change his name. Yes, that's uh, that's freaking brilliant. Irrespect, exactly. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, apparently big push for the Obamacare repeal and replace. Uh, and nobody really knows what the heck it actually is. But Doug Ducey said, I don't know really what it is. We're still examining it. Don't even know how it financially impacts Arizona, but I like it. Nobody's talking about buying across state lines. That's the frustrating thing. Second thing that I think you need to know, they're going to have a vote next week, by the way. Second thing that I think you need to know, Fox News reporting that Samantha Powers, Obama's U.N. ambassador, unmasked, uh, I think it was over 260 people last year. She did it at the rate of over one per workday, like Monday through Friday. She was trying to identify all kinds of people. They're all trying to get dirt on Trump all the way up until his inauguration. And yet these people lied about this when they were testifying the CIA director, the FBI director. They all lied about it last year. Unbelievable. There's a major scandal. Third thing I think you need to know, uh, the DOC applications, the, re- the rejecting rate, the, re- uh, it's, it's the, the rejecting of the DOC applications, the rate has doubled under President Trump. Just so you know, that's, never get, that's not getting talked about either. Three things I think you need to know. Um, <laughs> Cotton Fitzsimmons. Cotton Fitzsimmons. I love it. Cotton candy, all this other stuff. Oh, it's just too much. It's just too much. So um, there, there's more. Get this. You want to talk about unfair. Uh, Matt, what would you do? What would you think if there was uh, there was somebody selling something? Ice cream? Gold? Uh, no, I, movie tape, whatever it is. Okay. And they made black people play, pay more than anybody else. There'd that, be a riot. There'd be, it'd be racist, right? Yeah. CBC in Canada. Victoria Filmmaker, this is Victoria, British Columbia. Victoria Filmmaker used a fake name to promote pricier tickets for white men. It's okay. The event cost 15 bucks for white males and 10 bucks for everyone else. It's not just America. He calls it, you ready for this? Justice pricing. Justice pricing. Yep. Uh, white males that want to go see his movie? Yeah, you got to pay more. He was, you know, and by the way, he's, you know, he stands behind what he's doing so much that he used a fake name because he was, a, he was very afraid of the backlash that would come to him. Shiraz Higgins, dude's named after wine. Shiraz Higgins said Wednesday he has received. I mean, you might as well use that name. People will think it's fake anyway. Uh, Guy from re- Magnum PI. There you go, and Higgins. <laughs> he received death threats at an email account he created with the false name Sid Muhammad. Of course, he used the name Muhammad because. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
He admitted he used the pseudonym in an interview with the Canadian press a day earlier. I've been wanting to have a layer of safety between me and angry citizens in order to keep the tension from being completely locked in on me. And he feels silly for using a false name. You should feel silly about charging white guys more just because they're white guys. That's called racist. Discriminatory. Whatever you want to say it. 27-year-old fool. Uh, he said organizers of the premiere are sticking to their justice pricing model to charge white males 15 bucks while others pay 10 based on the purchasing power of individuals, groups, and, uh, and price discrimination. Apparently he had a 70-minute documentary. What is it? What is it? I don't even know what it is. Does it even matter at this point? No. Yeah, it's a behind-the-scenes look, behind look at comedians putting on a stand-up show. Sounds awesome. He said while there's been criticism, he's also heard from women who said they pay more than men for goods and services, including haircuts. Are you serious? I can guy, see that. Well, yeah, because there's more to it. Yes. A guy's haircut takes like eight minutes. Chicks, there's one. And you know what? I don't, I'm, I, there are some male stylists. But generally, it's female. You know, it's female stuff. So it's chicks ripping off chicks. Leave it alone. We pay more for that. We pay more for hygienic and cosmetic products. Guys don't wear makeup. What or cosmetic get products? Yeah, I. Well, mostly. And hygienic. What? What do you pay more for hygienic wise? You use soap, right? Same price. Oh no, no, no. Skin cleanser. Skin cleanser. Yes. Guys. Well, if guys want to use that, they'll pay for that too. <laughs> exactly. My wife's side of the bathroom is filled with all kinds of crap, and I'm like, I don't even. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> you're not alone you know it's what is that you, brush for? yeah what do you need all that stuff what is out of the brush for i mean am i and I, am i not clean i mean i think i i think i do okay well it's yeah. debatable and deodorant deodorant's not more expensive for women yeah, well I, guys can't use tampons though you can say tampons it more expensive compared to what? There's not male tampons out there. What? Weren't they giving away and here's on the, the thing. colleges? Here, yes, well, some of them. <laughs> here's the thing. If you think it's more expensive, don't buy them and see what happens. Yeah. My God, jeez, this, this is so stupid. By the way, I got one to shove in these chicks' faces. You ready for this? Mm. Ladies' night. Yeah. You know, special drink pricing. They, special drinks, no cover. They want, and of course, then they could turn that, well, you just want a bunch of guys to show up and you're using us to get more business. Yes. Yes, we are. Nobody's forcing you to go. If you're going to get a cheaper drink, yes. there, be, there better nope. be a bunch of you that are single. Yes. So, yeah. Ready to mingle. Ladies, they get that all the time. And I remember, this is going back probably 10 years, there was a story about night. some guy that was suing a place because he thought yeah. it was discriminatory. I heard that. Remember that? I heard that. And I'm like, yeah. dude, shut up. You're breaking guy code. Just deal with it. Nobody's forcing you to go. Of course, everything, you know what? They should have the right to do it. And if you hate it, you don't go to the place. That's how the world is supposed to work. That's what the free market is. Haircuts. Mm-hmm. So this guy did this. Um, paying extra money. Who would go see that loser movie anyway? Justice pricing. This, I mean, between this and the... Uh, the fake, uh, the, the cotton on the stick offending people, you can't make up this stuff. And then something, uh, somebody sent me a tweet of uh, Chief Magnus. We haven't talked about Chief Magnus here in a while. Do you remember what implicit bias is? Implicit bias. Hillary talked about that. Any idea? Do you, know, do you remember what implicit bias is? Implicit bias is basically you're racist, but you don't know that you're racist. Like, you have certain stereotypes and thoughts about people. You don't know you have those. That's, that's what it is. Implicit, implicit bias, attitudes or stereotypes that affect our understanding, actions, and decisions in an unconscious matter. So you don't even know it. 
You don't even know it. Uh, like if uh, if you are white and you see you're, you maybe go to college or school and there's people sitting in a, in a lunchroom and and there's a bunch of black people at the table and you go sit at a different table, you're racist. Of course, the black people sitting with each other not going with the white, that's okay. But that, that's, you're implicit. You have to. Be, we're here to teach you that you are racist and you don't even know it. That's what it comes down to. That's what implicit bias is to make everybody feel better about themselves and make white people feel bad about themselves. Um, Chief Magnus. Uh, Chief Magnus um, tweeted a picture. Uh, and this was yesterday at 11, 11 in the morning. Attended power. This is from Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus. Attended powerful training yesterday for our new officers on building relationships with the formerly incarcerated through the IF project. I don't even know what the hell that means. What I do see, though, is a picture where apparently these new officers are going through training and it says, there, there's like a, a projection screen and they have a slide up there. And it says, implicit bias and police racism. And it says, and I'm going to read what I can read. Stereotypes that affect our understanding, actions, and, and I'm assuming it says unconscious manner. Anyway, our unconscious reaction, for example, to something that says a religion or sexuality can influence our judgment be, it can be mitigated through intervention strategies where it might exist in your life and seeking exposure. So basically, what Chief Magnus is having his uh, police officers do is go through this training where they're being told, you guys are racist, and you don't even realize it. But I'm going to get that racism they don't realize you have out of you. Now, does it go for people of every color or nation or whatever? I don't. Or is it just the white guys? I'm sure they take every police officer that, I'm but just, I'm just saying I'm that saying, I'm just asking. I just, I just saw this. I just saw this and I'm like, wow, here we go. So we, you know what they're trying to make politically correct police roam the streets. Is that going to do well on crime? We talked about yesterday how Tucson was the worst city in the state of Arizona to live, according to MSN.com. And part of that was the crime rate. Poverty is up. Crime is up. And this is what they're worried about. This, this, you guys are racist. You don't even realize it. This is the training that police officers are going through now. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Yep. Uh, I don't even know. Uh, I mean, whatever. It is. Well, you can comment. We have more. Oh, we have to get to the climate change stuff, too. Uh, and an update also. i got to get you an update on that. Uh, the Ironwood Ridge High School teacher. I'm finding out more about her. We talked about it yesterday. You can hear the whole segment on my iHeartRadio page, uh, my iHeartRadio channel. Down the iHeartRadio app, search Garrett Lewis, you'll see it. I also have it up at KNSD.com, and it's on my Facebook page from yesterday. There's all over, it's all over the place. Uh, teaching radical, crazy things to Ironwood Ridge High School students. There's more about her, and we'll get to that coming up. KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. And it was just a transfer of wealth. We've, we've gone over that on this show. London Times, ready for this? The world has warmed more slowly than had been forecast by computer models, which were on the hot side. And overstated the impact of emissions, a new study has found. What? Wow. Its projections suggest that the world has a better chance than previously claimed of meeting the goals set by the Paris Agreement on Climate Change to limit warming to one and a half degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. The study, published in the Nature Geoscience, makes clear that rapid reductions in emissions will still be required, but suggests that the world has more time to make the changes. Oh, they were wrong. Oh, the new study even suggests we may have 20 more years worth of carbon emissions at present levels to meet the one and a half degrees Celsius. So think about that. Okay, so what does that mean? They were trying to limit 
only America, really, only our carbon emissions. And how are they doing that? By shutting down uh, coal-fired power plants, uh, shutting down mines, all that kind of stuff. No coal, no coal, no coal. China, of course, was going to build, they're, they're, like every week they're building new coal-fired power plants. Uh, they, they, nothing happens to them. India, same thing. They keep going. Us, America, you have to stop. You have to stop. Yet now they're finding out their data was wrong and we could all keep going at the same level and be fine for the next 20 years. What, what does that mean? That means the whole point of this, like I said, was to bring down, bring down our economy. That's what it was. Hurt America. Make America on the same economic level as other countries because it's not fair. That's, that's everything. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? That's everything. Hmm. Now, here's more from the Independent in the UK. You ready for this? Because again, I, is is it even in this? Well, the Washington Post had some of it, but this is a big story. Just like, just like the wiretapping of uh, of Manafort at Trump Tower and the unmasking of people talking to Trump by Samantha Powers. It's anyway from the Independent over there in the UK. Miles Allen, professor of geosystem science at the University of Oxford. And one of the study's authors told the London Times, we haven't seen that rapid acceleration in warming after 2000, the year 2000, that we see in the models. We haven't seen that in the observations. So you tell me for the past 17 years you've been off? 17 years? Do you have any global warming, man-made global warming believing people like Stevie Wonder in your life? You could pass this on to them. Again, Professor of Geosystem Science at the University of Oxford. One of the study's authors said, we haven't seen the rapid acceleration in warming after the year 2000 that we see in the models. So you know what that means? The models are wrong. Yet, what are we told all the time? We have to cut these emissions. The models say if we want to, you know, get two degrees cooler, we have to do this, this. The models are wrong. According to the London Times, another of the paper's authors, Michael Grubb, a professor of international energy and climate change, at University College London, admitted his earlier forecasting models had overplayed how temperatures would rise. He said, quote, when the facts change, I change my mind. As John Maynard Keynes. Well, you know what? At least we have that. Instead of some people that are just dug in, that are just saying, that's it. We, we are global warming. We are doing it. We have to change this stuff. That's why we had a hurricane. Well, they don't want to be wrong. I, that You're right. And I guess pride gets in there, but... At least this guy said, hey, when the facts change, I change my mind as well. Isn't that nice? So the Washington Post points out. Ready for this? This is from the Washington Post. Some guy named Pierre Friedlingstein, another author of the study and professor at University of Exeter in the UK, added at the news briefing that the models end up with a warming which is larger than the observed warming for the current emissions. So therefore... They derive a budget which is much lower. The new research thus seems to potentially empower critique of climate science that's often been leveled by skeptics, doubters, and lukewarmers. That, that's us, the doubters, the skeptics, who argue that warming is shaping up to be less than climate models have predicted. New research proves that Washington Post. Overall, the dispute raises questions about how widely the carbon budget concept has proliferated and just how much we actually understand it. Really? We were about to get taxed into into oblivion and lose millions of jobs and have to pay 
so much more money for our energy, for our electricity, based on junk. We were this close to making that happen. This close. And, of course, Trump was called everything, you know, Hitler, a Nazi, a lunatic, a crazy person, everything, because he pulled us out of the Paris Climate Accord. Um, this, this continues. The Center for International Climate Researchers, Glenn Peters, said, It goes to show this carbon budget approach is still much more, let's say, immature scientifically than what we often assume. Wow. Wow. I mean, this is major stuff. That's why it was one of the three things all day yesterday that I think you need to know, and now I could get into more detail about it. Uh, that's crazy stuff. So then, of course, state rep Randy Freeze. If, you, if you're new to the show, you need to hear this. If you've heard it, you love hearing it. He is a surgeon, and he's thinking about running, I guess, against whoever the Republican nominee is, whether it's Jeff Flake, whether it's Kelly Ward, whether it's somebody else that we don't know yet that may get in the race, maybe Trent Franks, we don't know. This state rep, Randy Freeze, and his surgeon is a giant global warming believer. Man-made, oh, it's, it's what we're doing. And he put out a press release to say, we, you know what we need? We need to abide in the state of Arizona. We need state lawmakers around the country to have governors say, we're gonna, in our state, we're going to abide by the Paris Climate Accord. And by the way, let me remind you, Pima County and the city of Tucson, Pima County supervisors and the city of Tucson all voted to somehow abide by the Paris Climate Accord. Junk science. From the experts. So anyway, I had State Rep. Randy Freeze on to talk about this. And he actually, well, he admitted, um, well, he, he basically stepped in it. Didn't realize what he said until it was over, that uh, the science is not settled, even though he publicly says it is. Just, just listen to this. This is a beat right here, Clark. Here we go. Do you know how many peer-reviewed scientific papers have been published this year so far showing global warming is a myth? 58. Uh, 58. No, I don't know the number. 58. I'm just telling you. It can be as, as stringent mm-hmm. or as weak as you'd like it to be. There are Just because something appears yes. in a journal doesn't mean that it is valid and its conclusions are valid. Okay, so One fi- who reads yeah. a, in a, a scientific article needs to understand or at least take a look at the design and then decide whether or not I'm going to put any faith or belief in their conclusions. Just because something shows up in a peer-reviewed journal doesn't mean that it was well done, well designed, or, or, or the conclusions have properly been made. So then isn't that the whole point, that we shouldn't risk billions of dollars every year if we're not sure about this? If there have been 58 peer-reviewed scientific papers published so far, 31,000 uh, scientists have already said that global warming is not caused by man. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of people saying, well, you know, maybe this isn't real. Maybe it's not worth billions I of dollars. I think there were a lot of people that used to say the Earth was flat when mm. the scientists were trying to describe to people that it was round. So okay. Now, just because a lot of yeah. people believe something, I don't think it gives it merit. Well, that, that, there you go. So a lot of people believe that global warming is caused by man. Doesn't mean they give it merit, right? No, no. There's more facts oh, to oh, say that oh. that's more likely than not. Now more likely more, than not. There's more right. scientific evidence to say that right. it's more likely than not that climate change is real and, and, and humankind is contributing to it. Right. So, <laughs> and people can choose to believe one or the other. Right. Um, okay. But that so, doesn't mean the, uh, the other oppo- opposing view doesn't uh, have merit. <laughs> How about them apples, huh? How about them apples? 
Oh, boy. Uh, all right. You can comment 880-KNST, 880-5678. Look, I, not the most exciting thing, but, I mean, isn't it nice to, to actually find out that even though it's not being told to you in the local news or anything else, that apparently these models way off the guy and the, i'll give it at least, at least these professors are honest they had a news conference a couple days ago it's where this news came from you didn't hear anything about it did you not one friggin peep and i wonder if uh the pima county supervisors and i wonder if the the mayor and the council members are in tucson will go back and maybe change the whole paris climate accord thing based on this uh, probably not because they should i mean should they should right they should they should uh 821 i tweeted a couple of minutes ago uh, about, and you follow me on Twitter at Gary Lewis, about uh, Tucson Police Chief Magnus and training that was going through. Uh, he took a screenshot of it on his own Twitter and put it out there, and it had implicit bias and racism. And implicit bias is basically uh, you don't realize that you're racist. I mean, Hillary said that, you know, white people don't realize they're implicitly biased. We have the sound bites, is what it is. And they, so now new police officers in Tucson are being trained that uh, implicit bias, that you're racist, you don't even know it yet. You're doing things that offend people, you don't even realize it. So I tweeted that, and he tweeted a response. I'll tell you what Chief Magnus said, coming up in 5, 822. It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Talk. 828 on this Thursday. How you doing? Good? I know I ask a lot, but I really do care. I really do. You know, keep that up over there, Ryan, if you don't mind. I want to just be able to read it from that screen. Uh, Going to be in the mid-90s for a high today, which is pretty sweet. Download the iHeartRadio app when you get out of the car, going to work, whatever it is. You listen wherever you go. Go to the gym. Go walking the dog. Uh, listen to KNST.com if you go to your desk, if you want. There's options. There are options. Uh, so I, a listener tweeted me um, a tweet of, of Chief Magnus. And um, whatever he wrote, what, what did he write again? Something about uh, powerful training. Uh, you know, he did some kind of powerful training. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, attended powerful training yesterday for all new officers, new officers on building relationships with the formerly incarcerated through the IF project. Okay, whatever. I don't know what that is. But I'm not, I'm not basing this on this. Anyway, so I, I'm looking at the picture that Chief Magnus put up. And one of the slides says implicit bias and police racism. And I'm like, oh, boy. Are police officers racist? And they talk about and implicit bias means you don't realize you have these unconscious stereotypes and racist beliefs about people that don't look like you. So they want to get that out of you. It's what they claim. So they claim. So I'm like, great. Uh, they're going to, you know, you already accused. To me, I see this and I hear this and Hillary accused white people of having implicit bias when she was on the campaign trail. We played the sound bites. Uh, I don't think it's right to claim that people are racist based on their own skin color toward other people. That's what this basically is. Listen, you white guys out there, you see a Hispanic walking by, you have this implicit thing, these these ideas, right? These things and these... No. Anyway, uh, it says implicit bias and police racism in the picture that Chief Magnus tweeted out. And there are words, our unconscious reaction, uh, for example, to race, religion, or sexuality can influence our judgment... Something can be mitigated through intervention strategies and might exist in life, in your life, and seeking exposure, all this stuff, to inst- beyond your regular circle. So basically, if you're white, or if you're Hispanic, you've been around white people, you could be racist toward them, and if you're white and Hispanic, all this stuff. So I 
retweeted his tweet, and I said, look at the picture. At Chief Magnus telling you officers they don't realize they're racist. PC police in Tucson. So he replied to me and said, my officers put this training together and nothing about it is even close to your claim. You can choose to be provocative, but at least be honest. I'm being honest about the picture. The picture. So I uh, replied to Chief Magnus. Thanks for the reply. You're welcome to... You are, but why are you Pasha Fiore? It's a big pet peeve of mine. You are welcome to explain this on my show. Maybe I'll learn something new. Maybe you will. Interested? Uh, you're welcome on the show, Chief Magnus. Today, tomorrow, whatever is easiest for you. What do you got? What are you trying to do? You think I'm being not honest? I'm basing it on the picture and the terms implicit bias. So, yeah, there you go. You can explain it. Maybe, again, maybe maybe I'm taking it out of context on what, what you guys are doing. If I'm, listen, explain it. I think that'd be fair. Yeah. Clear the air. But I explain, I, I see something with my eyes, my brain works, and I've seen this in the past, the words implicit bias. It's on college campuses, all this stuff. It's the PC police. And that's why I said PC police in Tucson. That's what they're, anyway. So, uh. It's up to you, sir. 880-KNST, 880-5670. Come to the studio, whatever you want. It works for me. It works for me. Um, now let's have some fun. Um, you know what? Let's go to the Samantha Power story coming up as well. And you can comment on Chief Magnus if you'd like, but he'll think that you're not being honest. Um, we'll get to the Samantha Power story, some details on that about how bad this is, that they were unmasking Americans. She was doing this over and over and over. That, and we have some uh, some awesome reaction to the media about Trump's UN speech you haven't heard. It's just, it, it, it's, it's crazy. We'll get to all that coming up in about six minutes, 8.33 on KNST. Here's Fox. Eating talk. Uh-huh, 8.41. Thank you for hanging out. Follow me on Twitter, at Garrett Lewis, at Garrett Lewis. Still no response from Chief Magnus. He responded pretty quickly, by the way, uh, to my tweets, but no, no response yet on the invitation to come on this show, which I, I just don't understand. You know, he apprehends hardened criminals, right? Except for the... And this is why he won't come on the show... Except for the guy that carjacked Mayor Rothschild. But I'm just I'm like, okay. Anyway, three things that I think you need to know. Number one, uh, McConnell pushing for a vote next week on the latest Obamacare repeal replace thing, the Graham-Cassidy stuff. Nobody really knows what's in it except the fact it takes power and money out of D.C. and gives it to the states. Uh, through what formula, we don't know. How is it going to affect Arizona? Doug Ducey doesn't know, but he already supports it. It's what he said. Phenomenal stuff. Uh, second thing, no mention about buying insurance across state lines. Bothers me. Second thing that I think you need to know, we'll get into this, uh, Ambassador Power, apparently, according to Fox News, she's the one that unmasked hundreds of Americans. She requested, uh, apparently, over 260, over 260 times she wanted somebody unmasked. And it, it was so much, it was basically more than one a working day, is what she requested. They were looking for dirt on Trump. This is a big deal. Nobody else is covering it. Scandal, man. Uh, third thing that I think you need to know is that uh, under Trump, the DACA denial rate has more than doubled because they're actually looking at the applications and, and actually, I guess, doing homework on them uh, and, and examining them. Three things that I think you need to know. All right. Uh, before we get to the uh, power stuff, uh, the yes, uh, Ambassador Powers, Samantha Power. Let's go to Susan Wayne, pa- Susan, pa- Susan Powder. Let's go to Wayne. Wayne, thank you for hanging on. Welcome to KNST. Hi. Morning, Garrett. How are you? All right. What's happening, man? Well, I just, uh, this Chief Magnus thing has got my dander up a little bit. It's, it's a classic tactic. Uh, 
um, that he's employing here to take a little bit of truth and, and lace it in misdirection and, and people hear it and see, oh, yeah, I, I can relate to that a little bit. And then they end up believing the, the whole lot of crap. The, the bottom line is we all have life experience. We all have things we've gone through and trials and, and situations we've had to get through that create biases in our minds and in our lives. That doesn't mean we're racist. Mm-mm. I mean, here's a perfect example. <laughs> Your screen caller asked me if I was little. And the first, the first reaction to me is, well, no, I'm not little. And he says, well, how tall are you? Well, I'm 5'10". Okay, well, that means you're little. Well, there's more to the equation. I'm fat, so I'm not little. Uh, uh. You know, so he has a little bit of information, and he ends up creating an overall narrative about it that's not entirely true. Well, he, he, a, he, he's under, he was using the stereotype that all Waynes are Lil Wayne, and he thought you might be Lil Wayne in that aspect. So, <laughs> yeah. medium Wayne. so he needs to so, go through, so, so through so Magnus' implicit bias. bias training. <laughs> See, so I, I formed a bias about what he was going for. You know, I, microcosm of what's really going on here. He takes this information about bias and turns it into racism, and it's completely absurd. I have biases that I've gone through in my life as a result of experiences that I've had. I'm biased whenever I hear Mitch McConnell speak. It's probably not going to be truth, or it's going to be some type of misdirection based on the experiences that I've had as a result of Mitch McConnell's actions. That doesn't mean I look at Mitch McConnell and say, hey, you're a stupid white man. No. It's ridiculous to make that jump, and that's what he's doing. You know, it, it, it's a very good point, and I have something else to throw by you, too. Now, I'm not a police officer, but I've talked to plenty of them, and I've watched Law & Order a lot, right? And this sure. is this is straight up, I think, police detective work here, right? That makes it, you an expert, it by does, the way. It, dun, dun. So let's just say there was a crime. Let's just say a wife was murdered, right? Who okay. is the first person the police are going to question? The husband, of course. So knowing that, now what... Is that implicit bias, or is that well, just the trait? I mean, they know that, all right, history has, if a wife is murdered, uh, there is a decent chance that a husband could be involved. That doesn't make them racist, sexist, this, that. That's just, that's just, that's training. That's just their instinct. That, that's what they're supposed to do. Is that's that an implicit, implicit bias? bias. Yeah. That, and that's correct. There's nothing wrong with that. What would be wrong is if they said, oh, well, this is a black husband, so he probably did commit the murder. Yeah. The white husband wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And they don't do that. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yep. That's that's what I'd like to ask him. And the fact that he his reply to me, my officers put the, tr- this training together and nothing about it is even, is even close to your claim. You can choose to be provocative, but at least be honest. Well, again, I'm basing it on the picture. The yeah. picture. And the words are right there. So implicit bias and police racism are the words that stand out on the screen with other words below it. So You know... I, I served a little bit of time in the military when I was a much younger and thinner man, and <laughs> I, couldn't, I could not imagine having a commander who did not have my back like this guy does, yeah. who's constantly undermining my efforts to do my job. I just, that, that would drive me crazy. Yeah, that happens in all kinds of work. I know, I know. All right. Uh, thank you, Wayne. You I appreciate it. Great call. So Great is call. he fat, Wayne, then? Didn't he say he was fat? No, I'm okay with that. Pretty hot and tempting. Fat Wayne. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hey. So, again, waiting to hear back from uh, Chief Magnus. He tweeted pretty quickly, and now he's not going to tweet me back. And, by the way, all my listeners are now retweeting and wanting to know what he's going to do. So that that's happening. Now, real quick, this Samantha Power story. Uh, former U.S. ambassador to the U.N., she was the one unmasking, according to Fox News. Again, at such a rapid pace, it was she averaged more than one request to unmask an American to find out who they were even though they were supposed to be hidden and protected from the government knowing. More than one request every every working day in 2016, even up to the 
the president's inauguration. Two sources authorized not to speak on the record said requests to identify Americans whose names surfaced in foreign intelligence reporting. Because that's the thing that happens if you don't know. Uh, the government's always listening to foreign agents. They can get permission and they can listen to, you know, from the embassy, the, the Russian embassy or this or that. But they're not supposed to be able to identify who the American is that they're talking to. They're not supposed to. The American didn't do anything wrong. There's no, unless there's a war, they shouldn't be, they, they should not be uh, spied upon. But apparently you can unmask these people in the name of whatever emergency or defense that you need. So um, one source indicated this occurred in the final days of the Obama White House. She did this. Uh, and apparently she is supposed to uh, be at, on Capitol Hill next month, I guess, to testify and answer questions and all this other kind of stuff. Uh, between Manafort, between this, man, this is this is not good. Um, there was a letter, Devin Nunez, um, and the committee learned one official whose position had no apparent intelligence-related function made hundreds of unmasking requests during the final year of the Obama administration. And think about it. Why would the ambassador to the U.N. need to know this stuff? Why? So they think it's Samantha Power, and off the record, whatever, they're telling Fox News it is her. It is her. Uh, when former CIA director John Brennan, uh, who kind of admitted that he, he backed Russia when Reagan was president, he didn't mention Samantha Power. Trey Gowdy asked him, just John Brennan, do you recall any U.S. ambassadors asking that names be unmasked? And Brennan said, I don't know. Maybe it's ringing a vague bell, but I'm not. I couldn't answer with any confidence. Gowdy said, on January 19th or up till noon, January 20th, did you make any unmasking requests? Brennan said, I do not believe I did. Gowdy said, so you did not make any requests on the last day you were employed? Brennan said, nope, I was not in the agency on the last day I was employed. So he then corrected the... The, lay, the record later confirms he was at CIA headquarters on Inauguration Day and said, I went there to collect some uh, final personal materials, pay last respects to a memorial wall, just a brief time, then I left. So he wasn't there, then he was there, and now it looks like it's Samantha Power. Samantha Power. Why? So she's now agreed to meet with Senate and House Intelligence Committees as part of the Russia probe. This whole Russia thing is going to blow up in their face because it's going to show how involved the Obama administration was and the spying they did, hoping they'd find something on Trump. Hoping. Because they're all scared. We'll continue. 8.50, back in 5, KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. The president of Uganda the day before, and he was referring to Kim as Rocket Man before the president mm-hmm. even gave... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. So apparently, people are liking it. You know who else likes it? Let's play the... Uh, no, 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 we don't play anymore, because she said the same thing to, St- to George Stephanopoulos. You know who else liked it? The South Korean president, an actual president. North Korea, he's not a president, Gail King. He's a, uh, he's a dictator. So anyway, this morning, just a few minutes ago, Trump hanging out with the South Koreans at the UN. And listen to this. Here we go. Uh, Mr. President, I've met you several times, and I've also had many telephone conversations with you. And because of this, I'm becoming more and more familiar and uh, seem with you. With you. Um, over the years, uh, over North Korea has continued to make uh, provocations, and uh, this is extremely deplorable. And uh, this is this is anger uh, of me and our people. Uh, but the United States has responded firmly and in a very good way. And uh, because of this, I also believe that we have very close uh, coordination between Korea and the United States. And because of this, I am very satisfied. Uh, Mr. President, in the UN General Assembly, you made a very strong speech. Wow. And I believe that the strength of your speech will also help to change North Korea. Thank you very much. 
Well, thank you very much. And I'm very happy that you used the word deplorable. I was very <laughs> interested in that word. I didn't tell them. I, I promise I did not tell them to use that word. Uh, That's been a very lucky word for me and many millions of people. Uh, love it. Love it. That's just classic Trump. All right. Now, again, the media melting down over what Trump has said. Melting down. Uh, let's play the montage first. Right, number 82. Here's the media and Democrats destroying Trump's speech that the South Koreans loved. They loved it. Here we go. Listen to this. That was a dark speech today. The United Nations President Trump warned that parts of the world are going to hell. It's really frightening to hear an American president talk about obliterating any other country. That borders on the threat of committing a war crime. Do you think that that... Well, they don't say the same thing about Kim Jong-un when he threatens to destroy us or Iran when they threaten to destroy us, right? Okay, let's go. Let's continue. Do you Sorry. think that that kind of language and that kind of mocking is helpful? Back to this use of the word sovereign and sovereignty. Did you hear a hmm. buzzword or a dog whistle? It was a very aggressive speech. It was a very interventionist speech. Bombastic, overly rhetorical, aggressive. Hmm. He was a preacher up there, given his dark worldview. It's mm. cloaked in a very dark, ominous rhetoric. The tone of it uh, was really bad. His speech weakened America. Almost as the bookend oh. to the American Carnage inaugural address. It was that doom and gloom. What? He's talking about going back to the 19th century. It was pretty, pretty bullying. It was internally bullying. inconsistent. Uh, it was full of bombast and threats. Bombast and threats. All that, But apparently the South Koreans are like, thank you for being strong because we got this crazy guy right next to us. Thank you. And, and let me tell you, Ryan found this months ago. Uh, the South Korean president, he's not exactly on the same wavelength as Trump. They didn't want us to give them uh, missile defense systems yes. because they wanted it to wait to, to go through 18 months of environmental checks to where they're placed. Make sure they don't kill the grass. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Oh, God. All right, so we have that. And then you heard Brian Williams in there. Let's play Brian Williams again. Uh, number 83. Apparently, when you say you you're you're sovereign, right? You're sovereign. You that's bad. Listen, Anita, back to this use of the words sovereign and sovereignty. Mm. Did you did you hear a buzzword or a dog whistle in in his uh, repeated use of that word? Hmm. Dog whistle. Somehow that's racist or something. What's right? sort of being a sovereign I, nation? I, I, that's why they're globalists. They don't want it, but that's why, yeah. So then Anita Kumar of McClatchy Newspaper uh, talked about the word sovereign. Listen to this. But So we were sort of expecting this theme, but it mm. was just way more. It was just oh. over the top. <laughs> over it was, the top. You know, it, it caused me to go back through and count how many times. And so he, he used that word sovereign or sovereignty 21 times. Wow. It, was, it was definitely wow. the word. I mean, everyone, wow. what does that mean? everyone took rocket man, <laughs> but I, I took sovereignty. It just means what he was talking about from okay. the beginning, which is Thanks. America first. We're going to oh. we're going to go it alone. And every other nation should be independent and free to do what they want. And we should all gather together to fight. Yes. You know what he called the wicked. Yes. The wicked few, I think What's he called that? that, the That's wicked the ones. Um, so, you know, that really undermines to me the Undermine? UN, which is where he was today. So don't NATO, be your own country. EU, places like that, international bodies, he was really saying don't matter as much anymore. Really? It's called competition. You do what you think is best for your country, and then if there's a bad person, if there's a, if there's a piece of crap like the guy in North Korea, we come together and uh, do what we can to stop him. But other than that, you, you do what's best for your people, I'll do what's best for for my people, that's they have a problem with this. I, it's 
it's mind-boggling, isn't it? It's literally, you're just sitting back saying, what exactly is going on right now? What is what is going on right now? It just sounds like they want unions, European unions. Yeah, everything. It's want globalism. Yep, yep, let's all get together and let's just have globalism and forget the open, forget the borders, mm. forget your own culture, your own history, uh, forget what you like, forget what's good for your people, and again, competition. We're going to have everybody working for two bucks an hour across the globe. So they want uh, 917 now on KNST AM 790. Um, I want to get to uh, a couple of things when we get back. Uh, do you hear Jimmy Kimmel go after apparently Jimmy Kimmel? This is why people are turned off the TV in Hollywood. You put on late night TV, you want to hear some jokes, right? It's now agenda with Jimmy Kimmel. And he's threatening. He's threatened a Fox and Friends host. We'll get to that. Uh, and, and, and what he is doing on it. You'd never see Johnny Carson. Never see Jay Leno. When Letterman got bad, it's because he became what Jimmy Kimmel is now. You got to hear what they were saying. Uh, and that, and we got to get to also the study about uh, women and sex. A study that you probably don't mind paying for. A study to have women make, you know, want, want more sex. I mean, I'm just I'm telling you, this is, this is a public service announcement. And I'll get it to you. Coming back in about uh, four minutes. 917. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Nine twenty-two. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, my iHeartRadio channel. Uh, can you please follow it? That'd be awesome. Download the free iHeartRadio app. Search for Garrett Lewis. You can even go to iHeartRadio.com and search Garrett Lewis. Uh, it's where my stuff's there. Ryan puts the podcast up the entire show every day, and then of course he puts up if there's highlights, pretty shorter segments. Like you put up also yesterday the uh, the uh, the Ironwood Ridge High School wacko teacher and the South Point wacko teacher segment. That also had great calls from teachers and parents that actually had their kids in the in these wackadoos class. So uh, it's all there. Go see it. It's 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 a great channel. Uh, download the iHeartRadio app. It's free. It's easy. Mid nineties for a high. Sweet. We're getting there. We are getting there. Oh, we got to get a Maxine Waters too. We got so much. All right, let's play Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Um, I don't think we need all of it. Go open it up and go about uh, halfway through or so. Um, apparently he rags on Brian Kilmeade of Foxes. Brian Kilmeade, uh, he didn't like that Brian Kilmeade condemned him because Jimmy Kimmel's been pushing, he's been basically, ever since his uh, son, I hope his son is fantastic, by the way, had to have open heart surgery. All of a sudden he thinks Obamacare is the cure-all. Oh, people don't have insurance for this. Hey, genius, there are still people that don't have health insurance, even with Obamacare. But billions of dollars is wasted. Uh, people can't afford it. It's become unaffordable, and still people don't have it. But whatever, Jimmy Kimmel, he's an expert on health insurance now, right? Um, you know, why doesn't Jimmy Kimmel call for a, a millionaire tax in Hollywood where they can collect extra money so people can actually take that and buy health insurance? Why oh, that's that, coming. Jimmy? Yeah, I, that's uh, coming. But his own, his own, you know? Volunteer it, Jimmy. No, no, no. Volunteer it. Anyway, so so Jimmy Kimmel got mad at Brian Kilmeade condemning him because the night before he was pushing for people to call and say, you have to you have to keep Obamacare the way it is, forget this repeal and replace thing, blah, blah, blah. So he decided to, to attack Brian Kilmeade of Fox and Friends. Here we go. He's dying to be a member of the Hollywood elite. The only reason he's not a member of the Hollywood elite is because nobody will hire him to be one. And you know, the reason I'm talking about this is because my son had 
an open heart surgery then has to have two more and because of that I learned that there are kids with no insurance in the same situation I don't get anything out of this Brian you phony little creep oh I'll pound you when I see you that is Whoa. Not very civil. That's all we need. Not very civil now, is it? Not very civil. And they wonder, right? They wonder, uh, Hollywood wonders, why people don't want to watch our stuff anymore. One more. This is when, I mean, this is a late night comedy talk show. And what is Jimmy Kimmel doing? Listen, here we go. To the end of my monologue last night, I encouraged people who care about the subject to call their senators to let them know they care. I even gave out a phone number. Now, this video of the monologue has millions and millions of views. It was all over the news. A lot of people have seen it and shared it. But the New York Times today contacted the office of Susan Collins, who's one of the key senators on this, and they claimed at her office that the call volume she got is the same as usual. Now, if that is true, this is why things like this keep happening, because we don't do anything about them. So please wow. stop texting for five seconds and make a phone call, especially call these senators these are their numbers right there on the screen. If you live in one of these states, call them. It really does make a difference. And who knows, maybe you'll meet somebody over the phone and fall in love. You don't know what's going to happen. All right. So now uh, our late night uh, alleged comedic talk show hosts are agenda pushers. Is that what you want? That's like going into a Chinese restaurant where they're offering French fries and pizza. Uh, it won't work out very well now, will it? It's the same thing. This is not what I want. Don't you lecture me. What are you doing? Jimmy Kimmel thinks that that's what he should be doing, and it's was not going to work out well. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was wrong. I think it was wrong. So, again, the disconnect is there. I mean, the Emmys just had the lowest ratings ever. All they did was bash Trump. They're insulting most of the country, and they continue to do it. If everybody loved Obamacare so much, they would have voted for Hillary, Hillary who one of her clear messages was, I'm going to keep Obamacare, make it even better. And she lost. She lost by a couple of thousand counties. And she lost. Uh, she Trump had over 30 states that he won. We like to call that bigly. Yeah. Thank you. So good luck. Good luck, Jimmy. Used to work here in Tucson, too. Across the hall. Right across the hall. Um, now get this. Washington Free Beacon. Feds spend $187,000 to improve older women's sex lives. And the way they do that is that they pay younger guys to go, I'm just kidding. I'm just... <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, University of Pittsburgh got this from the National Institutes of Health. Uh, this began last month. Ready for this? So older women need to apparently improve their sex life by uh, having mindfulness meditation. Yeah, I, I would love to find out if you as a man are going to go back to your wife and go, how about you have a little mindfulness meditation, huh? Well, how old is older? I don't know. 50 and older. Oh. 50 and older. Mindfulness, a new age meditation technique of thinking about thoughts, will be used as an intervention to get women older than 50 more active in the bedroom. Or you could just give them like shots of tequila. <laughs> and you can use your own money for that. By the way, the mindfulness meditation is what the, the Tempe police chief, she wants to use that to have her officers not, I guess, shoot people or something. And not be racist. Remember we talked about that? Mm -hmm. Okay, now the same thing is being used to have older women actually want to have sex. Low sex desire is the most common sexual problem, particularly among women 50 and older, but there are a few treatment options available. Right now, there are men like, uh, I'll have my wife go do that. This, you, it, come on. So that's what they're doing. We're paying this. We're paying this to see if, if it can work. And 
This is something, 187 grand, this is something you're going to say, well, if it works, it's totally worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Out of all the stupid studies that are out there that we have to pay for, this is something that you can actually use instead of trying to figure out why chicks put on the freshman 15 and apparently why like uh, LGBTQ females tend to drink more than others and, and, and whatever. All these stupid things that make no sense. This is something that can actually benefit society. So I am totally okay with this. Totally okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Holly Thomas, an assistant professor of medicine at the University of Pittsburgh, leading the study. Her overall career goal is to become an independent scientist who focuses on patient-centered clinical research to improve sexual function in aging women. Now, that is what I call marriage material, right? What does your wife do? Well, (laughs) think about it. Think about it. You're at a party, and somebody's like, what does your wife do? Well, my wife is a scientist, and she focuses on making sure women want to have sex. That's a good science. That's awesome. <laughs> that honey, honey, you want a new job, right? <laughs> Career change. Hundred eighty-seven grand in this study to find out uh, how they can make women want to have more sex. This is awesome. I mean, that's what does your wife do? Well, she does this. She, does this. she helps women want to have more sex. Honey, come over here. Let's 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 meet the, let's meet the Thomases. Come here. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> a 2014 paper co-authored by Thomas found women who reported greater importance of sex were more likely to be sexually active. No kidding. Really? So the ones that say it's important, do it more? You need to study that? I'm shocked. The study reported 66% of women aged 40 to 65 in the research paper or sample were sexually active. Two-thirds. Study found midlife women have many reasons for engaging in sex that go beyond quality. <laughs> <laughs> I what? I don't even know. I don't, it's what it says. Another paper she co-authored in 2015 found a considerable proportion of midlife and older women remain sexually active if they have a partner available. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so she wants to develop uh, treatments for women's sexual problems and improve their uh, sex lives and and stuff like that and keep your relationship going. And 187 grand is a drop in the bucket. I mean, let's just up that to probably 2.5 mil. Yeah, why not? Let's just, whatever it takes, we have to get this study done. I've never really been a big fan of government spending until now. (laughs) Until now. I will post this on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. We have to get into, uh, like it and follow, please. We have to get into Maxine Waters telling black people to be racist. You have to, this is, I mean, this chick's nuts. She is nuts. We have that, and then I think the funniest story of the day, man, there's so much we need to get to. Um, apparently, well, it's in the same thing. A black woman goes into a, uh, a Hobby Lobby and sees something that triggers her about slavery and racism. You got to hear it to believe it. It's coming up at about uh, 6, 9.32 on KNST. Here's Fox. In talk. Yes, 9.40. Thank you for hanging out. I will put that story up. $187,000. Fed spent hundred eighty-seven grand to improve older women's sex lives. You know, uh, it, it occurred to me, the reason I'm bringing this up again, besides I'll put it up on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. It doesn't just have to be older women, but the feds could save you a lot of tax dollars. Uh, I believe it's proven that uh, when women listen to this show, it also will make them want to do some things. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. No. 
which is why my wife doesn't listen. <clears throat> Gonna keep my comments to myself. Thank you. Mostly about me, not you. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Listen to this show. It will improve your sex. <laughs> Fake news. Anyway. Are you uh, sure? Yeah, well, maybe. Three things that I think you need to know. Number one, uh, they're really trying to push this Obamacare repeal and replace thing. And nobody knows what the hell's really in it. So the Republicans are acting like Democrats. Uh, Governor Ducey said, I've endorsed it. Quote, well, I haven't seen the final bill. But again, I've endorsed it. It's time for, yeah, we got to do it. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Who knows? Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, Obama's U.N. ambassador, Samantha Powers, Fox News has this. Dude, it's come out now. She has. She's the one that unmasked a whole bunch of people. She identified our government, our spy agencies, our intelligence listening to foreign agents. And when the foreign agents talk to Americans, unless there's a warrant given, you, you're not allowed to unmask them. She did it over 260 times. She averaged over one a day requesting this, all the way up to Trump's inauguration. They were trying to get dirt on Trump. It's a big freaking deal. Uh, third thing I think you need to know, and this is just breaking. I read a story yesterday. France's president, Macron. You ever eat one of those? Yeah, I just had one. There you go. Uh, He was trying to convince Trump, listen, we got to stay in this Iran nuclear deal. We got to stay in this. You got to stay. It's okay. You got to stay in it. Agents France, France. Yes, AFP. Shut up. they, They announced France's Macron says Iran nuclear deal no longer enough to safeguard against growing power of Tehran in the Middle East. So even he's coming over to Trump. This is what you call winning. And yet we played the montage beginning of this hour of the Democrats and in the media, they were all they were saying, oh, this is a very dark speech, what Trump did. It's very dark, very, oh, it's, you know, this whole Iran, calling out Iran and North Korea. You know, we don't need this kind of stuff. Yeah, you know what? It's all true. It's all true. Three things that I think you need to know. A fourth thing you need to know, apparently it's normal to walk by this radio station at Oracle in Fort Lowell and take off your shirt. And then, like, spin around and do things. I don't even know. It's it's all the hotness inside. Yeah, and it's not women. And I don't think I want the women to actually. Well, the front door does look right well, in. Well, that's different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right we get air. to see the winners in life, right? The winners. Still no reply to me, by the way. No accepting of the invitation to come on the show by Police Chief Magnus. That's that's just, that hasn't happened. I'm I'm honestly surprised by that, but whatever. Um, let's play. Uh, let's play some. Uh, let's play some Maxine Waters. This crazy, crazy, crazy old bat. She's like seventy-nine years old. Our, uh, Omar's running against her, the Republican guy. We had him in the show and in, in the studio last month. Was it last month or this month? It was last month. It was last month. Okay. Yes. Uh, great young guy. Brilliant young guy. Uh, Maxine Waters, uh, speaking at a Congressional Black Caucus event, encouraging black people. To play the race card. You gotta love that. Here we go. Listen to this dingbat. Black people, you better get controversial. Uh-oh. You better be controversial. Uh-oh. You had better call it like it is. We've been shut down because others have defined us. When they said to us about 10, 15 years ago, oh, she's playing the race card. You should say, yeah, and I got a lot more I'm gonna play. Oh. Don't run away from it. And that's what happened. We stopped calling a racist a racist because mm. they said that that's all you do. You don't do anything else. Don't let these people intimidate or scare you. You better play the race card, you black people. Yes, you must. Really? But if you weren't racist, you still got to call them racist anyways? I 
they applaud her and it whatever. Dude. There you go. Okay, so now let's talk. Uh, let's let's hear from a different black woman. This I have up at knst.com. It's on my Facebook page, Facebook, uh, Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it, please. Otherwise, who knows what will happen. Um, we got to play these. This is from my old stomping grounds in Central Texas. So you go to Hobby Lobby, right? You look for some decorative stuff, right? Uh, this black woman, and my wife just ordered this from uh, the, the Fixer Upper people on their Magnolia site. This It's like cotton on a stick, right? She cut it off, put it in some kind of a vase thing, whatever, and some kind of a thing that's on the wall, whatever, you know? Me, I'm like, great, that's just more holes I got to patch if you nail something in there. It's... So it's anyway, art. yeah, yeah, I know. So uh, apparently this black woman walks into a Hobby Lobby and sees cotton on a stick and goes, holy crap, that's racist. Slavery. My people had to pick that. Of course, we have people in Miranda picking it now. I don't know if they're black, white, or Hispanic, but whatever. They're appropriating somebody's culture, I guess. It's actually robots. I don't. Is that what it is? Well, no, it's machines. Is it machines? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. This the whole uh, picking thing? Yeah, well, Dan- yeah. Danielle Ryder wrote on Facebook, on, on Hobby Lobby's Facebook, that it's racist, it's not decor, you need to take it down. Oh, this, I mean, this is a winning, winning person right here. She is... She wrote this on Facebook. This decor is wrong on so many levels. Actually, I think we even have the, the chick. I, I meant to cut that part out, but whatever. Let's play the first one. Let's play the first. Danielle Ryder. This is from KCEN in Waco, Texas. Uh, explaining, apparently, why the cotton offends her. Here we go. Cotton controversy in Colleen. Yes. This picture posted by Colleen resident Danielle Ryder after she visited the city's Hobby Lobby. Mm. The caption reading, this decor is wrong on so many levels. There is nothing decorative about raw cotton, mm. a commodity which was gained at the expense of African-American slaves. What? A little sensitivity goes a long way. Please wow. remove this decor. In a sit-down interview today, she explains why she's offended. It doesn't represent a decoration to me. It represents a time of oppression for my people. And that's fine. But here's the thing. Just because you're stupid doesn't mean we have to comply. I wish Hobby Lobby would say that. Uh, You're dumb. If that happened, I would go buy something from Hobby Lobby today. I mean, they're just ignoring her. But really, this... If I, Hobby, what if Hobby Lobby was like, you know, okay, that's cool. Take off your socks. Take off your T-shirt. That must offend you big time. Bigly. If you have any kind of gash, don't use gauze. Don't clean your ears with Q-tips. Don't do that. Don't, 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 don't do that. Q-tips also. Cotton on a stick. Cotton on a stick. Don't use it. And then this chick is so stupid. She's like, oh, yeah, media? Oh, I'll totally, I'll talk to you about my stupid face post. Oh, yeah, I think this is great. It's how dumb and dense this person is. Let's go. More Danielle Ryder. Here we go. I was not trying to be divisive. If I was trying to be divisive, I would have said something to the effect of talking about the world, talking about race relations, talking about an individual. I am a consumer talking to a retailer, and all I said was <laughs> I found something offensive. <laughs> Cotton on a stick's offensive because I'm black. I mean, have you ever picked cotton? Uh, let's do more. Apparently now she's getting death threats. Oh, no, let's do the reaction. Okay, here's, here's what's really sad. Is that you're going to hear reaction to Hobby Lobby shoppers. One white, one black. Here we go. Listen to this. I actually bought a cotton today to put into a floral arrangement. Racist. Um, there's just so much going on in the world that the race war, we really need to put that aside. To me, there is symbolism with cotton. 
and so you can't take it to you can't take it to a slight offense you know when you a think about offense. the things that people have gone through and again i wish the reporter had been like do you really think that hobby lobby when they put this out there they're like yeah yeah we're gonna charge 30 bucks for this and and we're gonna we're gonna be racist to black people yeah yeah Oh, God, people are stupid. You take slight offense if they slap you with it. Take offense then. Come up, hit you with the stick of cotton. This chick was hit with a stupid stick, I'll tell you that. Again, this oh, wow. you'd think this was like fake. You'd think this is like a made-up story. Woman sees cotton on a stick, claims it's offensive, triggering because of slavery. You'd be like, come on, that can't be real. No, they found someone. All right, let's go one more. Apparently, this is bad. She's getting death threats, which is not good. Nobody's, you can be dumb. You don't deserve death threats. Here we go. Ryder says she is open to people having a difference of opinion, but claims she's being attacked, saying people are calling her the N-word. That's not right. And says she's received death threats. If you really want the country to heal, then you need to be mindful of how you speak. Words have power. You it's think? no longer um, about the raw cotton. The cotton is off the shelf and racism remains there. It's actually still for sale. It's actually still, it's not off the shelf. It's actually still there. And and uh, she's, words, you got to be careful. Dude, you're dumb enough to say this, and it caused a firestorm because pe- people are people are mocking you for being just dumb, and you still don't get it. How you get it? What if you are her boss and you see her? You're like, oh my god, she works for us. She works for us. And wait, if if she applied for a job, would you ever hire a person that actually is offended? What you imagine what they would be offended by at your workplace if they're offended by cotton on a stick at Hobby Lobby? It's a lawsuit waiting to happen. HR nightmare. Uh, let's go. Uh, she was told then apparently other businesses also sell cotton on a stick. Not just Johnson & Johnson. Here we go. According to Hobby Lobby's website, the cotton vase is being sold for 15 bucks with the caption, Go Natural in Your Decor Theme, with hints of the great outdoors. Mm-hmm. The craft store also sells cotton wreaths, and so does well-known shopping destinations Magnolia Market Magnolia. and Kirkland's. I wasn't aware that they had it. If they had raw cotton, I think they should take it off the shelves, too. It's not decorative. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I, I'm, she's the... She's the ultimate in what's decorative and what's not. You know, Magnolia Market, that is Fixer Upper. That's the show. They own Magnolia Market in Waco. My wife actually went there several months ago to go see a friend and bought some things from there. And she actually ordered online that cotton's on hanging on my wall right now. This chick knows what's decorative, but JoJo doesn't. JoJo knows what's decorative. Oh, Dingleberry. All right, one more. Does she regret it? Here we go. Ryder says she doesn't regret her post and hopes a spokesperson with Hobby Lobby will reach out to her soon. So I'm still going to be happy and I'm still going to make a change in the world. Yeah, fight for every piece of raw cotton to not be sold. Change the world. That video's on my page, KNSD.com. That's my favorite. I mean, we've done a lot of things about stupid people and dumb things. And like, well, last week, the college, I got mad at a theme party of cops and robbers or what was that right, right? Was and cops they and cops and robbers and they said you're you're mocking the uh, the industrial prison complex or something like that <laughs> you idiots yeah uh-huh isn't that crazy we'll get a reaction and i want one more thing about uh, the trumpster there's a big he's he's backing the loser in, in alabama which I'm trying to figure out why but we're getting kind of an idea but you know what this means the trump supporters are smart as hell i'll explain coming up knst aim 792 sounds most stimulating talk judge Moore is winning. I think he had a double-digit lead in the latest poll. And the Washington Post had a story that if more wins, it could prompt some GOP senators to retire. So that's why the establishment is worried and they threaten Trump. That's why he's doing this. But I think deep down he knows. And you know what that means? The Trump supporters like the agenda. Whether Trump says it or not, they like the agenda. Rush 